At, at this point, you know, I've been canceled. I have been thrown out of the world in a lot of ways because my cosmology and eschatology are so different that I am basically being thrown out of the world. Thrown which is, out of the world? Yeah. Becoming an outcast. Has, the world has thrown you out? Yeah, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm kind of better out there. I'm happier out there if you want you to join me. Welcome to Thrive in the Future podcast. Positive solutions to help you thrive. Designing your intentional life, homesteading, gardening, and rediscovering culture and tradition. Welcome back to Thrive in the Future. Perpin is back. Perpin, what you been up to? Uh, traveling. Um, I don't know. When was the last time I was on? Quite a while ago. Okay. So let's see. I was I went to Alaska for, what, two months? Mm-hmm. A little more of two months. Uh, most of Lent. All of Lent. A little more. Um, came back due to a death in the family. And Sorry. some other reasons. And then uh, he was more sincere the first time just for the... Uh, and then I visited a, a monastery in West Virginia. It is sound sincere, sorry. <laughs> I, it sounded sincere, but, you know, for everybody on the podcast, you know, it sounds like it's the first time you've expressed yeah, your condolences, so it's kind of like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Went to Alaska, came back, went to a monastery in West Virginia. And I'm back just kind of waiting to the next thing, doing a few things here and there. Monasticism is not, I guess, the... It's not a fast track. Well, it is slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's funny because when I talk to people and then it's like... I remember when you left in March, February, whatever it was. And it was like, everybody was like, oh, he's not coming back. But that's not how it works. It's a long process. There is a process. And... I love how everybody thinks I should know what the process is, but part of the process is: will you, you go will, 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 will you go with the process? We'll tell you this. We'll tell you that. We'll give you the big picture, but you know details. How, how are you doing with not being in charge of the details? Interesting. Huh. Right? I mean, you know, it's, that's interesting. Okay, so you're back indefinitely. You don't know what's going on. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably. Take off sooner or later, but yeah, maybe well, a little later. I don't know. It, 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 it's been a good time. Um, you might want to speak up just a little bit more. Yeah, it, 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 it's very weird coming back to a place where there's electricity. Um, yeah, you, you had no electricity, no running water, and no electric lights. No, there was running water, but it was one sink, and it's a pump from a spring. So, sure. You know, it's and no cold. no no electric lights. For two months. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Outhouse. Yeah. I could imagine going back and all of a sudden, like you said, what was it like going back into civilization after that? Well, the first thing was, right, uh, Mon and I, we went, I went from Spruce Island to Kodiak, right, so I can catch the airplane. Sure. And you get in a truck and... We're getting ready to leave, and it's, you need to put on your seatbelt. And it's like, oh, yeah, seatbelts are a thing. Let's see, seatbelts, yeah. And then you're driving down the road, and you're like, oh, that house is bright green. Wait a minute, why am I saying this out loud, and why do I care that the house is bright green? But it's actually different than all the other ones on the block, right? So it stands did you out, like, and it's just... Did you, like, have glare from the electric lights? No, just but it was... 
different, right? I mean, you're in the room and it's like, oh, it's getting dark. I should go get my headlamp. Oh, wait a minute. There's this thing on the wall I can turn on. Interesting. Yeah. Just after two months. That's interesting. You just fall into that pattern, right? I mean, it's like turning on the water and, oh, yeah, I should turn on some hot water to wash my hands because there's not been any hot water for two months, right? You just turned on the cold water because the hot doesn't do anything. I read somebody that said they were celebrating something about one of the monasteries. It was a very austere monastery, Mm -hmm. you know, very primitive looking. Okay. And stuff, and he was saying that this really helped him after becoming Orthodox to detox for a few Um, months. I can see that, you know, and that's sort of the the way I picture your trip up there. So, you know, and I could have taken my cell phone because it probably would have actually worked, but I left it here partly because it was partly because I assumed it wasn't going to work, and Uh I don't know. I'm kind of glad I did. Right. I, I saw people that didn't, right? And they did not get as far out of everything back here. Uh-huh. I wrote letters. Wow. I'm actually really, really liking writing letters. I really want to go back to more long-form conversations and slower ones. Yeah, it was interesting because you actually had... It was a virtue signal... Yeah. The handwriting. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's readable. Hey, what what happened with that? Your handwriting's never readable. I know. You can watch in my journal here as I get stressed out versus when I'm not. And Yeah. So you had people over at the church that were uh, kids and stuff like that that were virtue signaling with each other because I cuz Perpin sent me something. Oh. And uh <laughs> I should have taken more envelopes and more stamps. And then it was like, oh, really? He didn't send me anything. And stuff like that. (laughs) I thought that was funny. So um, next time I'm at the parish, I should write down more addresses than 10. And I should take more than eight envelopes and a dozen stamps. We're so tied to our phone. It's like, I know like one phone number and that's it. I don't even think I know my daughter's phone numbers. Yeah. You know, and then... God forbid addresses. Well, I, I wrote them down at the front of my journal, right? Yeah, sure. You know, I was leaving my cell phone behind, so I took the important numbers and a few addresses, and right, I sent a few letters. And I sent letters to family, kids, and stuff. I took postcards and things to send because I always loved getting a le- getting a letter. Mm-hmm. From my grandmother or anybody, right? I mean, most of the time I went to the mailbox and got the letters and brought them to dad, right? They were mostly bills and junk mail. But, you know, around my birthday I got a card. You know, and other times I got cards. And my grandma used to send me uh, things she clipped out of the newspaper because I didn't get the Wichita newspaper, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, those were all important to me. And kids do not get letters at all now. Mm-hmm. They get credit card offers, but they don't get... Right. So it's almost like being, I know like my, my, I have a friend who's in prison and he just lives to get, they don't allow letters anymore. So if Mm. you send him a letter, they, because of the, because of the security, the inks have, they're infused with drugs. So if I send him something, they take a picture of it and he gets a PDF on his iPad. 
Mm-hmm. Or on his, yeah. it's not even an iPad. It's a crappy pad. Well, yeah, that he had to pay for like some ridiculous amount of money from the prison. So, but it's his lifeline, and and he's literally like, yeah, I was happy when I got a letter from you. So thanks. Yeah, and. and but that was like you know my way of communicating back. Mm-hmm. But then, without the cell phone, there were no interruptions. You could not interrupt me. Wow! No one could interrupt me. The best they could do is send me a letter. It was going to take I don't know over a week to get to me at least because you only know, go to go get the mail once a week, right? And. There were complications with weather and other stuff, so you couldn't always go, right? So, sure, because you were in Alaska. Right, and so it was in not slower, even <laughs> and then it was, oh, I've got a letter. Okay. Like my parents sent me a birthday card, and I was like, okay, I'll open that one when I get back to my room, right? But other letters, I was like, I can wait till I get back tonight, mm-hmm. right? Because... And that separation kind of lets you reevaluate the whole world. Hmm. You know, I came back and I really, I kind of liked having Telegram again just because I got to catch up with some people that I haven't. I like posting sure. pictures of what I'm doing in the gardens or stuff. I like uh, answering people's questions. But there are whole hours of the day where my cell phone is sitting over there charging and. I'm not even paying attention to it. Good. And I don't know. It's a different thing. The whole world has a different focus. I'm more focused. It's much easier to sit and do nothing. Right. Because it's never nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't know. So that's and, interesting. So that kind of leads into our topic. Kind of, yeah, of worldview versus cosmology. Cosmology, everybody thinks they know what it means. Give us, give us a. Uh, so we've talked about worldview. We've talked about mindset before. Right. So, so the cosmology comes from two Greek words, uh, and I'm not going to give them to you in the Greek. I'm not even going to try and <laughs> mess with that. You haven't got Greek the, yet, down? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm being yeah. sarcastic. Yeah. Well, you know, the number of people I now know that speak Greek, Serbian, uh, Slavic, um, Romanian, Serbian. It's like people I I know that speak three to four languages. It's just like too many of them now. I feel like the stupidest person in the room, which is good. That's pretty cool. So cosmology, you know, ology means study of. Sure. Like psychology, right? Right. Like psychology, like, uh, yeah. Anytime you see ology, it means study of so you have world study of so it's a study of the world so the cosmos is not the universe the study is the world the world could be universe you know because it's one of those an- words from antiquity right sure. so world the that but cosmology has been kind of separated by wikipedia into three categories and we can kind of go with that because wikipedia is summary summarizing the current intellectual Situation of the world, right? It de- it developed it, it, it's the study of the beginning of things. So it's mythological, religious, and historic. Esoteric is the first separation they have, right? So those are your religious and your mythological things. They have astronomy, 
under uh, physical, as which is the study of the or observable universe's origin. And astronomy is the chrono chronology of the universe, or the study of the time of the universe, or the timeline of the universe. Astronomy? Yeah. Hmm. And you have the philosophical cosmology, which is Plato versus Aristotle versus your whoever else, right? Sure. The list was really, really long. You can go to Wikipedia, read it for yourself. Um, but I kind of like the definition that Cyprian gave back on episode 74, Crisis is a Decision Point. Mm -hmm. Cyprian said, um, how did things come into being? And then with that, he was talking about eschatology, which is the study of the end. Right, the eschaton, right. And he said it's the study, It's a, in Greek it's the last and study of, so it's study of last, the end. But he said it's the knowledge or wisdom of what comes at the end. So, okay. I kinda, so I'm kind of going to adapt his definition from the eschatology to the cosmology and say it's the knowledge or wisdom of the origin of the universe. And when he was talking about cosmology and eschatology, he was saying that everybody has one of each of those. Right. You have a where we began, where it all ends. And those two, I'm going to say, inform your... Talos. Yeah, it's a good word. Mm -hmm. Your purpose, your understanding of the why. Mm -hmm. Why you're here, why the universe is here, and that therefore tells you how it is you should interact with it. He took it and talked about the eschatology and the end of the world as we know it and how preppers thought they knew the end, but then going through the last big crisis we had. Um, the big C. <laughs> we didn't even use the word COVID for the first year. We only used the word big C, and we really didn't talk about it hardly at all because it was Well, everybody was getting canceled for it, it, but at this point right. I'm try tr I am trying to keep Scott from getting canceled, and but I would just say it. But, yeah, it's COVID. Yeah. COVID came along, and it wasn't an end that they could see. Mm -hmm. It wasn't an end that they could predict. It wasn't an end they were prepared for. They were prepared for a real pandemic. They were prepared for the, um, shoot, the nuclear bomb goes off and everything electric dies. What is that? That's a... EMP. EMP. See, I've been gone so long, I can't remember anything. <laughs> when you have th no this used electricity. To be, you know, this used to be... Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not the end of the world. Uh, candles are cool. Um, exactly. They have planned for a personal, local, or global end of the world as they know it. Yeah, SHTF. SHTF. And that didn't happen, so they hit a real crisis. Mm -hmm. And how they get stuck into depression or acceptance on that and what happens with it. Very good episode. You should go back and listen to it. But yeah, that got from us. my point of view, it was interesting because, um, and, and I share this with Cyprian, I mean, I was prepped up and I had no reason to go to the store at mm -hmm. all. And we were locked down. You're not supposed to go to the store anyway, right? Yeah. But I went to the store, and why did I go to the store? Because I didn't believe it was happening, and I part of me wanted to watch it happening, and part of me was absolutely fascinated by it. 
That part of me wanted to watch the world burn. Yeah, whereas I was in a different situation. They told me I couldn't go anywhere, but I was going everywhere. Yeah. I was on highways in our county, and there were no cars. Yeah. I would go by the sheriff's station and go, oh, that's how many vehicles they have. Yeah. Because they were all parked right there. The roads were mostly empty. Yeah. I and I, up, I, I, went, I, went, I was going from town to town, from you know everywhere, sure. right? Going, this isn't real. Yeah. I, had an, I, I picked up an IBC tote in Kansas City in May 2020. And I have a picture of it. It looks like I am legend. Mm-hmm. It was Saturday morning, 9, 10 o'clock, whatever. There literally was nobody, nobody on yeah. the highway. Yeah, it's weird. And then I didn't tie down the IBC tote, and it blew out of the back of my truck, and it didn't hit anybody because there was nobody right on there. the road. Right, yeah. And, and uh, I, th- I think the other part of that is, is he talked about how people, you know, there's still, you guys talked about there's still the six-foot-apart stickers on the floor. And there are, yeah. Stuff like that. And you were talking about, they were talking about, are you still obeying those? Are mm-hmm. you still abiding by those? Are did, are you self-censoring in those ways? Right. And I was like, well, yeah, sort of I am because I walk into the store without a mask. I see that and I go back to, oh, was I, do I need to be looking for the security guard to come talk to me? Right. Or when you're standing in line, people, unfortunately, are still queuing up on the stickers. Right. It's so weird to watch. Right. And you try coming back. From two months where you don't even have roads on the island. Yeah. You have trails. Sure. Yeah, so that's what it was like for me and you know, um, in 2020. And but that crisis is the end of the world as you know it, but it's, oh, my cosmology is wrong. How I got to here is wrong because it's not meeting reality. Which is interesting because you would think you would start at the end and say my eschaton is wrong, like Cyprian says. But you say that it's farther than that. It goes back to your cosmology was wrong in the first place. Your 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 end is wrong, right? Your end is wrong, and that triggers the crisis. Hmm. But to get to your end, you had to have interpreted your whole life and all of reality up to now to determine what that end is. Right. And as a reminder, crisis in the Greek means decision and so crisis is a decision point it's a point of decision yeah. so all of us are trying to avoid crisis and we see trial and crisis as a bad thing but yeah you, you, you have a crisis all the time you have crisis all the time am i going to casey's or bp okay that's minor that's minor. it's a decision point right it's a decision point but you know we want to avoid crisis and certain people want to use crisis right, to force a decision but point. The reason that crisis is a problem is we don't want to take responsibility for anything. Hmm. We don't want to make a decision, and we don't want to have the ability to respond to something. Hmm. Okay. So how's the cosmology? How's it wrap all the way back around to cosmology? So it wraps all the way back to cosmology because... Well, if the end of the world is this, and I didn't prepare for that, then I didn't interpret the world correctly. Therefore, I didn't see how the world began correctly, and I'm not properly viewing my now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then how do you... And this gets touchy because there's so many people that get into the, the um, 
the origin of the world being almost a confession of faith. Not it is. just of faith, but also of evolution, also it of is. yak versus young earth creationism versus, you know, okay. old earth creationism or whatever else. How, how, how do you wrap that around there? Is, is that the cosmology you're talking about? Okay. Yes. Yeah. But let's not have that debate. Okay. Because we're going to stay at a higher level because we're going to go to how this is used. How we use this as people, how we use this as communities, how we use this, and how this sure. affects us, right? Right. We're not going to say, pick this particular cosmology, pick this eschaton. Yeah. We're going to leave that up to the listeners to decide as right. they're designing their intentional life. Because this, this affects how you design your intentional life. Okay. It affects almost everything this podcast is about. Mm-hmm. So at a higher level, so you, you brought up mindset, right? Cosmology and eschatology are a little different than mindset because mindset is the thing that you apply to handle the situation, right? As a prepper, if we have an EMP, then I am going to my blackout box and my Faraday cage and my things to make that work, right? I am going to go pull out my old Jeep that doesn't have any electrical stuff in it and it's perfectly fine. Sure. And I am going to go into the Faraday cage parts and pull out the parts that I need to replace to make that work. And I'm going to pull out my ham radio, I'm going to turn it on, I'm going to communicate with who's left, right? If we have... Your ham radio that you had in a Faraday cage so it wasn't damaged by the EMP. Right, my yeah. extra one, right, yeah. <laughs> and my laptop and the whole thing, right? And right. I'm going to reboot the internet by myself. <laughs> by yourself. You and network and with the, everybody and the, that, and the uh, remnant. All the other preppers that believed in the EMP and had the Faraday cage and had all those things, right? <laughs> if the end of the world as we know it, or the thing that we hit, and I'm a prepper that prepared for the end of the supply chain, then mm-hmm. I'm going to go get my bucket of beans and rice, right? And I'm going to start divisioning out, and I'm going to start rationing, and I'm going to go hit my spreadsheet of I have this amount of much food. If we eat this many calories and this many things, I lasted so many days. And I start looking, you know, right? Start rationing. Right. Mm -hmm. All of those happen. Those are the mindsets I'm going to apply. Some people don't prep at all because they don't apply the mindset that that's the end or they don't want to deal with the crisis. They don't want to take any responsibility. They don't have any fear about it. They don't have any confidence in what's going to happen in their lives. And so they don't. They just float. Some people want to call them zombies, you know. We've got lots of different names for them. No, we use clowns, remember? We use clowns, yes. Yeah. But the clowns at the gate, right? But when the end, the thing that happens that you didn't, weren't able to predict, comes. That's where we're at, right? So we don't have a mindset to apply to that, and that's what we've seen the last few years, right? This is what happened when everybody was talking about facts don't care, feelings don't care about your facts, charts and graphs don't work. Right. Stop using charts and graphs. This everybody was searching for oh what is the world because nobody predicted this thing right this pandemic that was taking out everybody only the bodies weren't stacking up and we weren't having mass graves mm-hmm. and those of us wandering running around on the roads were going um yeah nothing is happening and where are all the dead bodies right those people were hitting it at a different rate while everybody else is going well we have to do what they say because of all the dead bodies mm-hmm but you couldn't talk to them because they had never been to the place where they imagined this. Sure. 
all the, all the all the preppers that knew what a pandemic was. Yeah, but it went it went deeper than that as well because they didn't have a mindset to apply to the situation. Yeah, that too. But we also I'm going to put it in religious terms. The God of America's God is prosperity and partially divine manifest destiny and all that. Right. Well, manifest destiny. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, this so is, basically this the... one of the reasons that it really failed was because nobody had the mindset that they didn't even believe their own story. No, they didn't believe their story. It was a reality TV program we're playing out. Yeah, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait a minute here. I didn't believe that it really was going to be a SHTF, sorry. And uh, and so they, they were, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like complete cognitive dissonance. It's like you guys prep for this and you didn't even believe your own story. Because that's how they found value in the community. Ooh. Nice. Which goes back to cosmology and eschatology. Okay. They believe the purpose of life is to fit in. Interesting. But but what we've seen and what I like to, uh, I've made some people mad about is that I kind of make fun of preppers because they don't want to fit in and they're kind of reclusive and want to no no they the want to f- they want to fit in inside the prepper community. community. Okay. Online. Interesting. I mean, we've seen it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Computer geeks have computer porn. Preppers have prepper porn, right? (laughs) Pictures of their stockpiles. Yeah. Maps with fuzzed out locations for their dead drops, right? Yeah. All these things. These are my credentials. These are my experience points. Uh This proves that I'm one of you. We're one of us. We're going through this mental exercise all the time we're one-upping each other at every turn we're that game is fun to human beings that game is fun mm-hmm. plus there's but a certain when it, winning the game involved. is the eschatology the game is the eschatology winning oh, the, game. the game is eschatology yeah yeah my ranking my importance my value my ability to sell you mylar bags <laughs> in a five-gallon bucket size. Uh-huh. And then several months later tell you, well, actually you need these in individual portions so that they fit in your bag because you're not going to take a whole five-gallon bucket of stuff and put it in your right. range bag for the day. So you need to go open all those all those Mylar bags and now do it in one-pound packages. Sure, which a lot of us have done. Right. In the Mylar bag, guys go, hee, hee, hee. We I sold still remember, out of bags, I, right? Yeah, I still remember when I told one of my prepper friends that I had filled my bucket with the one-pound bags. And he was like, oh, I never thought of that before. And I'm like, well, you're not going to pop that thing open and, you know, have five pounds of beans. Or, I mean, you know, yeah. however many pounds of beans fit in a five-gallon bucket. bucket. Right, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like you said, how many Mylar bags did you have to buy to get that? Right. And buckets and gamma seal lids or yeah, right. water containment systems, right? Sure. Those things are all there. That's the game they're all playing. Yeah. And we shouldn't just pick on preppers yeah, because yeah, this goes that, to more things, right? Not that but prepping's wrong. It's just that is, you know. You're what? caught in a unrealistic form of reality. Yeah. Usually it's called delusion. Right. So but I was trying to avoid yeah. that word. But that, that's so we've where you're got, 
I've been deluded many times in my life on many things. Yeah, we've got we've we've got a lot of hack hassle online from saying that prepping ain't going to save you, that having community will save you. And well, well, save air quotes save right, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, and then the immediate pushback from certain people. So, well, I was delusional regarding community. <laughs> on the record, on this podcast, yeah. Um, there is an episode that you you did a bunch of editing on. Yeah, yeah. I <laughs> that, did. that I want to go back and listen to sometime, <laughs> and maybe at this point we should release it because it is a really probably a very good example of what it's like when the when, end of the world, you know, as you know, it hits you when you hit the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Watkins, uh-huh. you, you you did it as a field report. Oh my God! I but but there were there that. was an hour and a half to two hours of me going. Oh, we can't just go back to any point in history and pull the culture forward. Yeah, and that's what this podcast is about, also, because when you do not share a cosmology or an eschatology, mm-hmm. you can't actually build community with people. Sure. Yeah, we had that uh, that argument last week on Twitter where some people are starting to draw lines amongst themselves. And I'm like, well, community is, is concentric circles. And mm-hmm. my Venn diagram for the outside circle is do you grow food and plant trees? Then that's cool. But that doesn't mean I'm going to form an in, intentional community with you. Right. An intentional community is a much deeper... Closeness, right? Sure. So, so you have to, you definitely have to share an eschatology and a cosmology. Right. And when you don't, you can't actually work together because you don't have the same purpose. Yeah. Really lays that out. Even these people that are gung ho and they think they're all on the same page, they flame out right away. So, in, in, when we went to Watkins Farm, I found something I didn't even really know was so much of the answer that I was looking for. And that is, I, I think I even wrote this in the article I wrote for the journal about it. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure it made it into the end one. But I said, you can't just go back and pull the culture forward because we cannot go back there and live their lives. We cannot go find or get their day-to-day lives. Mm-hmm. We went and saw reenactors who had cell phones. Sure. And we kind of jokingly played along with, this is my pocket watch. But we couldn't get far enough back there to see their daily lives. And that is really culture and tradition. Yeah. It was an anachronism and not uh, the reality of it. Right. It was yeah, and I mean Watkins Farm only thrived for a few years. It was affected by the Civil War and bandits, and then it it had less than ten years of thriving before it was uh, supplanted by the railroad. Right, and it tri- it trickled and, 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 out and, and, for a long time. An event they could not foresee mm-hmm. encountered their world and. Ended it in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Now, the family itself did really well for quite a long time. Yeah, but Where, Mr. Watkins died not too long right about Mr. That Watkins time too. died not and too long after that. And it never was the same. And it was never the same, and everything changed. Mm-hmm. 
but the family limped on. They made money. Sure, sure. Not limped on is a poor term, right? Because some of them did very well compared to their neighbors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of what he built. So even though the factory was not producing wool anymore or at the same rates and everything went down and down and down, they, they still they lived a good life. Freaking half of the county. So it worked even while it was collapsing. Sure. Hmm. Sort of like now. <laughs> I'll say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're the one who get canceled. I'll say it. <laughs> it's not that's not cancelable. Yeah. That that's where we're at. And the problem is, if you don't have the right cosmology and the right eschatology, you can't apply the right mindset. Mm-hmm. And you can't form community because you don't have the same purpose, so you're working at different goals. If my cosmology is an EMP and yours is a pandemic, and we're building an intentional community together, I keep trying to build Faraday cages, and you keep yelling at me for wasting money on copper. Mm-hmm. And we break apart. Right. Because we don't see the purpose, the end, and what is happening in the world the same way. This has been described by a word that I really, really hate, but I'm going to use it anyway. Culture war. Interesting, yeah. Because this crisis actually started back farther. Mm-hmm. We have the founding fathers who founded our nation and told us a story about the origin of our country and... The purpose and our eschatology. Manifest destiny. All men are created equal. And then we marched all over the world between World Wars One and almost the present. We're still doing it. But shoving our view of the world on people, taking away their ability to make decisions, this really became clear as we hit the 2000s and after and more and more people saw it some people still haven't seen it if all men are created equal and endowed with their creator by certain unalienable rights then those people get to vote but that's not what reality happens in reality we get to tell them what to do because we have more guns and and so for a lot of us cosmology and eschatology were already breaking down Well, that's the whole thing. A lot of this is, I'm going to say, uh, patriotic um, anathemas here. So, cool. I mean, mean, basically, all a lot of that stuff is, well, it's BS, but you know, propaganda, propaganda. That's it. Yeah. So the, I mean, so basically, it's okay to throw tea in the harbor. In Boston. Yeah, but it's not okay to brew whiskey. It's not okay with the whiskey rebellion. So the same guys, when they get into power, get pissed off when the when the peasants over in the Appalachians decide they don't want to be taxed. Right. And, and they have the whiskey rebellion. And, and my all favorite. of a sudden and they call out all, you know, they call out the tyranny worse than what they had in the in the Revolutionary War. So I mean, you know, not to mention all of the other stuff around all men and created equal, which, you know, is beat to death nowadays in the race right. war. So, so that oh, race war, I'm going to have to cut that out because <laughs> that'll get me canceled just for saying that. So another heavily edited op- uh, episode brought to you by Perpend. Um. <laughs> no, it won't be that bad. The, the, the Watkins <laughs> Mill was six months, released six months later. 
and yeah. and it's like what I, ten I, minutes. I, I think you ought to get some of the people on, go over it. That would make a good release call. it. Go over it and talk about depression and coming to terms with reality. Oh, this. No, the Watkins episode. Right? Because oh, no. that's basically what happens, no, right? No, we, no. We, 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 no, we were having this conversation, and you and I are the only ones who got this. Maybe one other person, but you were the only, you and I. This is the same thing as Live Not By Lies. We read Live Not By Lies. I'm not criticizing my friends, but my friends live, read Live Not By Lies too. Mm-hmm. And you and I are the only two that got the message out of it. That, hey, part two is where you get pushed to the fringes of society and part three is where you got the gulag and if you don't have faith you're not going to get through that how many people have brave new world up on their bookshelf libertarian a lot yeah right why well they think they they read it in the same vein as 1984 that it's like it's a warning but it's not orwell was a warning brave new world is a blueprint because the author's cosmology uh-huh. and eschatology differed. Right. Brave New World was, this is what I want to implement. Right. And he came out 20 years later and said, Brave New World 2, or Brave New World Revisited or whatever it was. He, re- mm-hmm. he, he did another version of it where he actually said, we have come this far towards my vision. You right. Know, wombless this, 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 is exactly, uh, this is exactly where we were going into COVID, right? Sure. And with, where they're going with, with, with transhumanism. With, no, me personally. Right. Going into COVID, things were not lining up, and people were saying these things, and I'm like, this is every sci-fi dystopian mm-hmm. movie I ever watched. Right. And they go, yeah, isn't it great? And I'm like, no. Did you not pay what, attention? What, what? <laughs> and what I found out was... My beliefs about reality mm-hmm. caused me to view the story differently. Right. Similar to what happened. I watched Star Trek and watched a catastrophe every week. Other people watched Star Trek and came away with hope for the future. Hmm. Why did you see a catastrophe? There was no purpose. Next gen or old Star Trek? All of them. Hmm. The basic story is we've gotten to a point where we don't need money. We don't need to do anything. We don't have anything to do. So we're going to explore. And they also say every time they run into an alien race that is similar to God, they say that we don't need God. Right. And they edited it in Kirk language so it didn't make the censors mad but basically he tells Apollo that we don't need God we don't need Apollo yeah Yeah. we we don't need you we don't need the mythological heroes right right and we don't want to we don't want to worship with the laurel leaves is basically what Kirk says yeah that's so anyway um, anyway sorry we're digressing but not really (laughs) this is how we do the podcast this this is how we do a podcast this is how we get four out of one recording Um, yeah yeah. (laughs) This is exactly what's broken. We have all these different cosmology 
and eschatology beliefs, these are called religions. Right. They're being resolved. We could say on the political right, you have this constitutional religion. Mm-hmm. That these things said in the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Founding Fathers are right. Right. On the left, you could say that, left politically, you could say that we have a bunch of Marxists who are going, that's complete garbage. They have a different cosmology, a different eschatology. They believe there's a different purpose in the world. They believe the world functions differently. They have a fundamental disagreement about how the world works. Mm-hmm. And therefore, how you should live in it. So therefore, they have a different perspective and a different worldview. And they're applying a different mindset right, to how to solve any of the crises, decision points that come up. And a different story. I mean, basically, everything is through, you know, so like um, the Dilbert guy, Scott Adams. Yeah. Even though he's a, he's a pariah now, at one point said everybody's watching two different movies. It's more... Yeah, I, I know it's more, but, you know. And, 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 and this gets into kind of where we turned on the recorder in discussing what we were going to discuss with the <laughs> dim age. Right. Cyprian also talks about the dim age a lot. Mm-hmm. People have lost what he meant by the dim age. Yeah, that's true. They're because everybody... like the dark age, like a, a lesser version of the dark age, but that's not what he meant. It kind of is, but it isn't. People, he meant the return to the mystical. Right, that's where it's going to go. Go, people, sorry. People, people, yeah, you're fine. People hear dim age and they think intelligence. They think mm-hmm. dim wit. Hmm. Okay. And he's saying, no, it's the death of a complete belief in material existence. Okay. American culture has reached, I hope, has reached the pinnacle of material wealth Material goods will make me happy. Mm-hmm. And have gone, this is not enough. And so they're looking for a spiritual or mystical. Most people would say spiritual, but it, mystical is better. Right. And they're arguing over how that mystical works. So we have more than two religions. We have hundreds of them, probably millions. Each person's got their own personal one. And they are currently clashing in the world between everybody's their own pope. They're, they're even naming each other. Religion. But they're naming each other, right? Woke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to come up with polite words. Because um, hmm. most of the ones that stick are the, the rude words that they're giving each other. But we're naming each other in many different ways. There are names for people that support Trump. Or think like Trump. There are names for, and not, not, most of them are not yeah, good. And I've, and I've been on the news so those, long. Uh, that we can't get use those because those get you, uh, those get you canceled. <laughs> At this point, you know, I've been canceled. I have been thrown out of the world in a lot of ways because my cosmology and eschatology are so different that I am basically being thrown out of the world. Thrown is, out of the world? Yeah, becoming an outcast. Has, the world has thrown you out. Yeah, which is perfectly fine. Yeah. I'm kind of better out there. I'm happier out there if you want to to join me. Thank you for listening to Thriving the Future podcast. Like us and follow us on your favorite podcast app. 
So we've had some interesting episodes here recently, Randy. Also, the how to help kids deal with climate anxiety, as well as rediscovering culture and tradition. This is stuff you're not going to hear in other places. So if you like it, shoot us a tip using Venmo at Thriving the Future. Also, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash thrive in the future. If you join, you get early episodes. You get the extra episode with Cyprian and as well as a lot of extras. That's patreon.com slash thrive in the future. Next time on Thrive in the Future podcast. Next week is part two of the episode with Perpin, and we call it Life, Death, and Homesteading. That's next time on Thrive in the Future.